Hello everyone, welcome back, long awaited two week absence of your host Matthew Finnamore on this here, the one and only Finney's Pod. I know y'all have been missing me, y'all have been waiting to see what I had to say, I want to let me know how I jumped the gun on the Cardinals, take a couple losses in a row, how my Lakers are going to repeat as champions this year. They do the curious thing of LeBron extending, even though he was set to become a free agent when his son would be coming into the league and everyone suspected that he would just go wherever his son goes. That may or may not be the case still. Lots of things going on this episode. We're going to have a new riddle for you we're gonna get into serious topic and we're gonna talk about some football and basketball this this podcast is designed on purpose to jump all over the place to keep you interested uh, to keep you wondering what's gonna happen next Uh, hopefully it's a little fun hopefully you enjoy it enough to share it with everybody we're gonna keep this train rolling this is uh my own project to my own experience in media and business and marketing and uh, I'm going to be attending LSU for school and I'm uh, doing this as as fun and as experience and all that and I hope y'all keep supporting this keep sharing it keep subscribing to the podcast rating reviewing all that stuff hope you like this episode and we'll keep this thing going All right, everyone. So we've show's been off for a couple weeks now, and I know you loyal, countless, countless number of loyal listeners, all seven of you, have just been dying to know what's going on with you know the top NFL teams, the Steelers losing to the nameless Washington team, and my top five power rankings from the don't touch my sports podcast the one of the top five teams the cardinals suffering a couple losses since then lebron's extension ad finally signing a contract trade of russell westbrook but what i'd really like to do is start an obvious place for finney's pod And that's to give you a riddle. It's been a while. I've done this once, received some answers on it. The loyal seven were on the ball. Some of you never figured it out. That's okay. I've got a new riddle for you. There's a couple ways you can go on this, but I'm looking for a specific answer, and I want to see if y'all can get it. What? is cooked that you take off the outside and keep the inside and then you cook it and you eat the outside and throw away the inside what is that i'll say it again because i know in this day and age we're getting a little too lazy to hit the 15 seconds back button hear it again 
But what is, what is it that you throw away the outside and keep the inside and then you cook it and you eat the outside but throw away the inside? There's a couple answers, logical answers here, but I'm looking for one specific one. If you get the answer, write it on the Finney's Pod Facebook page or send me a message on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, go somewhere. Give out the answer. Let me know if you can get it. If you are the first one to get it, you win. Uh, congratulations. And the next obvious place that I want to go to on this sports podcast is where it doesn't seem like you can escape the subject in the year of our Lord 2020. This virus that's out there, the, the issue that I have right now is I have, in case you don't know, I have a We'll say a friend that's child tested positive and they had no idea where it could have came from that you know we just came off a Thanksgiving break so they're not real sure how it happened but the child's fine by the way he you know just had one day of harsh cough so I was told and that was that was about it. It's not not much shortness of breath or loss of taste, anything else. It's just a real bad coughing spell for a day or two, and no one else in this family got it. Not the child's parents, not the child's siblings, uh, but his great grandpa did have it at roughly the same time, and his great grandpa had has. COPD. I don't. I don't mean to say had. His great grandpa's fine as well. Every every everybody was good. Everybody was healthy. So uh, I know you you prayer warriors were were ready, but uh, none to worry. Uh, and everyone can still use prayer. So don't think that you don't have to now. But everybody was fine. His but his great grandpa has COPD. He's his great grandpa. So he's obviously up there in age but he was fine as well he just had one day of shortness of breath and low br- blood pressure and and that, that was about it but and that's not the issue i have is is the effects that you know different people get from the virus you know that's that's anything nothing's nothing's 100 percent in this life other than the fact that you will have to pay taxes at some point and that you will die but nothing, nothing's the same, but the problem that I took from my friend's experience is just the all-over-the-place way that we're going about how people should quarantine or not quarantine or their exposure level or what's going on from there. Now, America as a country decided that we would not 100% fully shut down. It was decided that essential workers need to keep working, that we had to keep our economy going into some sense of the word. 
but people needed to limit exposure to each other and you know we had to ramp things down so we did that harshly for a little while and then we softly slowly opened back up you could say still have some restrictions depending on your state but the fact that there's been no overlying this is how we're going to do everything has caused confusion and caused mistrust and disbelief and nobody knows what to do as said my friend his son tested positive no one in the family tested positive no one in the family had symptoms but because and and this is in texas you know this is a a locally podcast for the time being so you know we keep it relevant to the our area that we live in so in texas you know you're advised to follow cdc guidelines and quarantine if you test positive or if you're in direct contact with someone but it's not a law most places require that you wear a mask some just prefer it depends on where you go in but because of this you know for the longest if you're in direct contact with someone you had to go two weeks in quarantine okay fine if that's if that's always the case fine but what do you do when it's your child well my friends one of the parents their work was advising them that they would need to go two weeks after their son was out of their quarantine because that would be the last time that they were in direct contact with someone that tested positive. Now, in a way, that makes some sense that that was the last time that they were exposed, so you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks, but who can do that? Because you go two weeks with the child in quarantine, and then you have to go two more weeks, you have to go a full month without being able to show up for work whenever you're not getting any free passes when you don't show up to work due to a quarantine because you have a system where people are corrupt where people would take advantage so they would purposely expose themselves and have to quarantine for a couple weeks every couple weeks so you're not being forgiven for having to quarantine and then the employer changes their mind and okay you just have to do two weeks from when he tested positive well cdc and doctor's offices go off of when his symptoms started and the employer doesn't follow the doctors and cdc the other parent of this child his employer said i just go get a negative test and you come back to work well according to all the doctors at cdc you can have the virus for up to 14 days before you show symptoms or in most cases five to seven days is when you start showing symptoms after you receive the virus but now this employer just said hey go test negative and come back this employer also would not pay my friend for any of his time off and at that, they told him he had to get the the longer test. It takes three days to get back. He couldn't go get the rapid test because that doesn't count. That test isn't strong enough. So 
what what are you supposed to do here? This is why, especially in conservative West Texas, why people have a problem with this is because there's not a consistency. And okay, if we're going to do, you know, we're going to limit exposures. And if you're exposed, you're going to quarantine. Okay, that's fine. But don't expect me to pay my bills on time. Don't expect me to have the money I need for life. We can't treat our economy like everything's normal, but not treat our citizens like everything's normal. We can't act like we're a pandemic according to the disease, but treat our economy like we're not in a pandemic. But the we have to we have to have some consistency. And that's what's so frustrating about this. We've we've got to decide one way or the other. I've said from the beginning, if you've talked to me, okay, fine, if we're gonna shut down, but we better shut down. We better one hundred percent do what Italy had to do in the beginning and everybody's home. Except for grocery store workers and you get one specific time to get your groceries. And that's it. We better completely shut this halfway stuff. And I, I know this is an extremely political topic. And I know this is a very divisive topic. And I'm not trying to criticize you, whether you believe we should all shut down or whether we should just completely be wide open and you just got to be careful if you're scared of it. And if you're not, move on. That's that's your opinion. And I'm glad you have it. My whole reason for saying this, though, is that the halfway thing that we have done this whole pandemic, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. How can you expect someone to quarantine for two weeks when they're exposed to try to keep people safe, whether you believe that's the case or not, but to try to keep people safe, but you're not going to help that person when they don't have an income for two weeks. I just, it doesn't make sense to me, but that's, that's my soapbox for the day. We'll get back to sports here shortly. I appreciate you keeping up with this nonsense and supporting this and it can be all over the place, but that's the, that's the point is, you know, he said on the first episode, I want to be, you know, guys sitting at the bar talking. I want to be guys and gals having a house party, watching the Super Bowl, how they talk. I, you don't just solely focus on one thing. And I, I want to talk about what's interesting and what's relevant. So I appreciate you keeping up with this nonsense, but we'll get back to the important stuff. Top five list, power rankings sports, all that. Man, there's just so much to talk about in sports right now, especially being off the last two weeks. You know, you've got the Lakers loading up and seeming like this year being the returning champs and uh, on the surface seeming like they improved their roster should be the prohibitive favorites for this year. You've got the Steelers losing on a strange season and a strange schedule for them. You've got the, you know, my favorite team to talk about the last few weeks, the Cardinals losing and locally Texas Tech 
finally ekes out a win against Kansas to stay below 500 for the year. And there's questions about our coaching staff. You know, all the, the NBA players are reporting back and, you know, as expected, positive cases rolling in and who knows what's going to go on there. Uh, but, you know, with being in between seasons and getting ready, you know, I want to start, I want to start with the Lakers, kind of what I think real quick and uh, what's to be expected this year. This, this season, the regular season is going to be interesting because, you know, especially with a team like the Lakers and all the other t playoff teams that were in the bubble, it's an extremely short offseason, you know, and what's, what's getting a little ignored is, you know, the teams like the Nets, the Warriors, you know, all the teams, you know, probably maybe just inside playoff contention or, you know, totally out, but they've had a lot of time off. And all the contending teams, you know, are dealing with, you know, a month of total time off and then another month of training camp. At this point, I mean, it's it's an extremely quick turnaround and it's going to be a strange regular season because you're going to have players sitting out. You're going to have players that don't have fresh legs and they're going to have a true trouble finding fresh legs. You're going to see the older teams conserve themselves and the younger teams are going to surprise people. And you're going to think that maybe this is the Denver Nuggets year, even though they went deep into the playoffs, but they're, they're still a really young team and I think they'll have a great regular season and and may, maybe this is the year that they take the next step and you know jump in you know with the big boys and really contend in there but for teams like the Clippers and the Lakers and even the Nets with their older veterans and their veterans coming off of injuries and working their way back in uh the records may not actually be indicative of the top teams this year like they normally are. Now, basketball being seven-game series in the playoffs and, you know, is typically before the season even starts, you pretty well know, you know, the four, maybe five teams that are going to be vying for the championship come the end. And that's probably true. You probably even this year, you know, can say it's going to be some form of Lakers-Clippers you know, as I said, maybe Nuggets, and then you'll you'll have the Nets, the Milwaukee, you know, I, the Heat, maybe, you know, I think that was just a, they were perfect for the circumstances of the bubble and last season and all, all that came with that. But it, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to watch and then to see, it's going to be a strong battle of who is the healthiest come playoff time. And who is the most in shape and who is ready. It's gonna be it's gonna be the war of contrition this year. And being I there's no 
secrets of where my loyalties lie. Being the smartest player, I think, to have ever played this game, LeBron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers, I think, have the right pieces to be ready come playoff time and to potentially repeat. I've, I've picked them for the repeat. That's who I'm going with. I'm going to stick to that unless, you know, uh, just heartbreaking injury or something. But they're, they're still – they got a little younger, but they still have the, the Wiley veterans and the guys that have been to championships, know what it takes to get there. So they, they, they see the marathon that this season's going to be. And I think they did improve their roster. They, you know, like I said, they added Mark Gasol. That's a veteran. That's a, has been a great defensive player years past. Probably not what he was anymore, but he's still smarter than most, most guys. So they improved there. I'll take Mark Gasol over to White Howard any day and, Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. LeBron is LeBron. They added Dennis Schroeder, who's the runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year. You know, he's going to fill in that point guard spot. He's a, a decent scorer, a decent facilitator. He's a liability on the defensive end, but I think the Lakers can handle that liability being the great defensive team that they are. You know, adding Trez, adding Montrez Harrell, another, you know, somewhat defensive liability. I was never the biggest fan of him with the Clippers. And a lot of that was because the Clipper fan base or the anti-Laker fan base, I think, made him a bigger deal than what he what he was. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. He's good for 18 a game, for, you know, five, six rebounds a game, a, a pretty decent score. Not horrible on the defensive end, but not great either. You know, just okay. So, like I said, the Lakers being a great defensive team, I think, you know, they can cover that up a little bit. And, you know, maybe Frank Vogel and the veterans on that team can make him even better. And he'll maybe he'll fit well within that team. Being a bigger body and, you know, fitting in with those guys and rotating and doing all that with everybody, it, it, it can serve him well. So, but I do think, like I said, this is going to be an interesting NBA season. It's going to be the war of contrition. It's going to be who's healthiest, who can last, you know, the longest. And and that, that, I think they can learn a lot from the NFL and how that's gone this season. Because as you can see, and I think one of the biggest factors of the fact that the 1972 Miami Dolphins can crack another bottle of champagne and celebrate the fact that they're still the only undefeated team in the history of the national football league. And I, I do think, you know, call it for what it is, you know, they still should have beat that team. Uh, but man, that's, that's the NFL. The, the ball is oblong and you can't control the bounce. That's the cliche. You never know where that football is going to bounce, but also with, COVID-19, you can't predict when you're going to play on a Wednesday night. 
and then have to turn around and play on a Monday night the following week when these guys, all athletes, are creatures of habit. And they do things certain ways to keep their body in peak physical contention. And they love to keep their habits and love to know things are a certain way. And when you go from playing every Sunday, sometimes a Monday, sometimes a Thursday, to getting your game moved back from Sunday to Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday, and then having your next game moved to Monday, it can it can mess with you. And in, in my personal opinion, the Steelers were clearly not the number one team in that division anyways. The Chiefs are the number one team. You know, until proven otherwise, they're the defending champions. They've got the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, you know, and that's not to offend Tom Brady or anything, but right now he's the most talented quarterback you've ever seen play football, and that's okay. But but the NFL's weird anyways, man. Like, I still don't know if Kirk Cousins is good. I still don't know if Dave, if Derek Carr is good. Like, those guys, Derek Carr beat the Jets this last week because the Jets are purposely trying to lose. And Greg Williams called a defense that is never called when the team has 40 yards to go and can only get one play in. That's prevent defense. Nobody else blitzes in that situation unless you're the Jets and you're going for Trevor Lawrence. And Kirk Cousins can barely beat the Jags. He looked great in the second half, but but is that guy good? Are the Steelers a pretender? Are the Seahawks a pretender? I think now we may know who I was high on, and I know I had to eat a little crow for this, but the Cardinals are not a contender right now. They've they're about you know, maybe a year or two out. They've got to – their defense has got to get a little better before they're just a true, true contender. And Kyler Murray has got a little bit of growing to do still, and that's okay. Not everyone comes into the league and it's Patrick Mahomes and throws 50 touchdowns in their first full season. That, that never happens. Kyler Murray is on the right track. Cliff Kingsbury seems to be calling a great offense. He he did good things by choosing a good defensive coordinator, and if he just keeps smart NFL people around him, they'll be okay. But but the NFL is weird, man. I mean, yeah, you kind of know who the contenders are, but any given Sunday for a reason. Anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday, and that will always remain true because it's just a weird sport, and we don't know how to, you know, measure it completely. You know, we think someone's great. One, one year and the next, they're terrible. And week to week, we think someone's great. And the next, they're terrible. I mean, Colt McCoy and Alfred Morris just won a game. Now, Alfred Morris was good years ago. But they beat the Seahawks that at the beginning of the year had the favorite for MVP are for sure one of the contenders in the NFC. 
Colt McCoy and Alfred Morris just beat those guys in Seattle. Now, I know the fans aren't there. The 12th man isn't there. But they still traveled to Seattle, flew across country. There's something to be said for that. They flew from New York to Seattle and won a football game with Colt McCoy and Alfred Morris. Now, if that doesn't – those two games, the Giants and the football team winning and the NFC having a playoff race now between three teams that are – who knows? The Eagles might could do something if they would just – finally swallow their pride and keep Carson Wentz on the bench. But it's it's a strange sport, man, and those those games couldn't sum it up any better. But that's all we got today for the show. I hope you liked it. I'm sorry for the long couple weeks off. Uh, if you've got any requests, any questions, as always, go to Finney's Pod Facebook page. Leave a question on there. Talk about the show. Uh, there's a link on there that you can send in a message to the show. I'll play it on the show. Please send those in. You can record yourself. It just All you got to do is click the link. Record your question, your hot take, your statement, whatever you want to get out there. And I'd love to play it. I'd love to answer it. Uh, as always, rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Share it. Get Get as many people as you can to... Subscribe to the podcast. Get as many people as you can to like the Facebook page. Let them let them know what you think about the show. It's always going to be something different. That's on purpose. Uh, I don't want to bore you. I don't I don't want to turn you off of this show. I want you to keep you interested and I want you to support the podcast and and keep it going. So thank you for your time. We'll see you next week.